Hello and welcome to the Purple Chair. I'm Trisha. I am Christy. And we have been on a little bit of a break. Two weeks. Two weeks we could not record because of weather. Stick in Missouri weather. And today it's like 70. Right. And last week it was zero. <laughs> right. <laughs> the wind chill was below zero. Yeah. And this is why everybody goes crazy. Exactly. I mean, absolutely goes crazy. We had... I think around eight inches of snow total mm-hmm. last week. Before mm-hmm. the week before that, we probably had one to two inches, but it was more icy. Ice. Mm-hmm. And then the big snowstorm comes. Snow apocalypse. It's very rare that Missouri, here where we're at in Missouri, that we stop, like things just stop. Yeah. But we really did have uh-huh. like a whole day of stop and we really, and then like a couple days of, you know, really people not being able to get to work and then a whole week the, I think the kids were out of school for a whole week two well two weeks the first week they were out because of the ice the second week was the snow isn't that crazy yeah I wonder how they'll do that this year with the virtual learning and all that different stuff I don't know I am happy that they let them actually have snow days though yes like I mean as a kid that was like our favorite time of year mm-hmm. you know when are we gonna have snow are we yeah. not gonna have snow but I think, you know, Eli's a teacher, Grace is still in school, but I think they were both ready to go back. Oh, I'm sure. Come Monday. Because they, I think it's just like with anything, it's just like when you buy a new car or anything, it's really exciting at first. Yeah. And then you think, I'm going to have to make a payment every yeah. month. <laughs> the newness kind of wears off And they off a know bit. that they're going to have to make this uh-huh. up one way or another. So do we want to take it out of our summer or right. do we want to be off when we can't go anywhere? <laughs> yeah. But it has been crazy, and I'm so glad I kind of see, especially after the last couple of days, maybe a glimmer of spring. Yeah, it's been very spring-like the last couple of days. I know. It's almost, like, eerie because it just went from, like... Yeah, what's in store for us after this? <laughs> freezing <laughs> to... Yeah, it's probably going to be a million degrees. Yeah, now I want to, like, grill and yes. all that. Yes. I feel like if you start grilling or start doing things... It actually brings it faster. That's how I feel. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Let's do like it. It brings it into fruition faster. So in the middle of like snow apocalypse in our family, well, actually on both sides of my mm-hmm. family, we had two deaths mm-hmm. and a birth. Yeah. All like within just a few days of each other. Mm-hmm. And so even though the weather was bad, there was like, of course, in hospice, we don't not work. <laughs> There's We're always right, working. Right. So... We, uh, you know, we had to travel on Monday night in the snowpocalypse to a death, and it ended up being somebody that I, that's on my side of the family, and then the other one was actually really, like, they were back-to-back Monday and Tuesday, I think, mm-hmm. is how it went, and then we had a birth on Wednesday. Yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> it was really crazy. So, having um, just some time to reflect over last week, I wanted to talk a little bit about loss and grief, sorrow, mourning, whatever you want to call it. I think grief is one of the more commonly used terms because we've seen, especially, you know, in my line of work with hospice, we can see grief in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it doesn't seem like it's that bad, um, like somebody really, you know, adjusts well. And then we have some that seem to never mm-hmm. get past it and we see that a lot with husbands and wives that have been you know married for 60 years I mean they don't really know life without each other mm-hmm. and so when one spouse passes away generally you know we see that this the other spouse isn't far behind you know yeah. especially if they're elderly 
But what I wanted to really like let us discuss, because I think this is such an interesting topic, is should should Christians grieve? Do we really grieve the loss of someone that we love? What are your thoughts? Well, I think for us, you know, especially if the person who passes is a believer, you have, you know, part of you has to celebrate that, hey, they could, they just got to go to heaven. Right. You know, isn't that ultimately where we want to end up? Right. You know, right. So they got their heavenly reward. But I think the grieving comes, like you said, kind of in the day to day. You know, I can sure. no longer call this person and, you know, they're no longer going to be physically in my life. I think that's what we grieve is just their presence. And I feel, you know, I think if you, <laughs> if we truly love anyone, mm-hmm. which we're commanded to do, mm-hmm. how do you not right. feel the loss right. of and, that person? And grief doesn't only come with death. It may come with marriage, the loss of a friendship. Yes. You know, you grieve that right. friendship. You grieve the loss of, you know, your significant other if if you divorce. I mean, right. there are so many things. I think grief is just a part of life. Sure. It's, it's a process. It's something you have to go through. It's inevitable. Completely. Yeah. And I think there's such a wide range of, I don't think we've ever really, you know, focused on calling it grief. But even like, you know, when your children grow up and they move out, we grieve the loss of them right. needing us or being little. Or, or it's just their presence in the house is no right. longer there. You know, right. something that you've, I know Eli moved out last year. You know, mm-hmm. he was 20, 21. Right. And I've had him in my home for 21 years. Right, right. And then all of a sudden he's not there anymore, you know. And I found myself, it was funny because it, at dinner at night, I would set four places at the mm-hmm. table. Oh, I need to put one back because, <laughs> right. you know, he you won't just, be coming tonight. You, get, you get so used to having that person there and just having their presence there. But you grieve having that. Right, right. Like you, you miss them. You mm-hmm. miss, you know, when you go through divorce, I think even if it's something that's for the better, you still miss, mm-hmm. you know, the times that you had that were yeah. good, you know, the times that you were, you know, I, I like for me, it would be like my innocence and my, mm-hmm. you know, my thought that life was going to be different than mm-hmm. how it had turned out. You grieve losing that, um, I guess, Perception. Perception yeah. and awe and wonder of what life would be. Because when reality hits, it can be hard. It's a hard truth. Mm-hmm. And I think about the story in the Bible when Lazarus died. And I've heard probably preachers preach this particular message from one extreme mm-hmm. to the other. But I think it was so significant that Jesus wept. A lot of, you know, I've heard that Jesus wept because he was so disappointed basically in their unbelief but could it be that jesus was moved by their grief Mm -hmm. that they had lost their brother these were the closest people to jesus Mm -hmm. and their sorrow Mm -hmm. for the loss their their grieving i mean because jesus knew he could he could bring him that he would bring him back right he knew what the outcome was going to be but could jesus have been grieving with them or mm-hmm. seeing them hurt. I know when I see somebody that's hurting, mm-hmm. it takes everything I have not to cry with them or not yeah. to feel what they're feeling. Even though it's not mine to carry, I mm-hmm. still can feel it mm-hmm. for them. And I think that we sometimes think that, you know, I've heard so much, especially recently, that our relationship with God shouldn't be emotional. But I'm like, how can it not be emotional? Yeah. How can Jesus wept? Mm-hmm. Jesus 
you know, when he was facing the cross, there was a grieving there. He was grieving that he was going to have to, number Mm -hmm. one, Mm -hmm. do it. Right. And number two, that he was going to lose life as that he knew he really had stepped, just really Mm -hmm. started ministering. And I am sure that it had to be super rewarding, but he knew what he had to do. He knew what he had to do. And I feel like to say that a Christian shouldn't grieve Mm -hmm. or shouldn't, you know, they should be happy if their loved one. And I, and I wouldn't, you know, I have a sister that's in heaven and I wouldn't wish her back to earth for anything. Right. But I still miss her. Mm-hmm. I still think about her. Right. I still think about the things that we did together. And I think that there are the things that you missed out on. Sure. Yeah. Or, or that she hasn't mm-hmm. been able to witness. Yeah. Now I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think hard. that, you know, to negate the impact that somebody has on somebody else's life right. mm-hmm. by saying you shouldn't have sorrow or you shouldn't grieve. I don't think at all. I mean, obviously we are made in God's image. Mm -hmm. So if we have these feelings, Mm -hmm. they have to be something that was given to us. Well, and I always attribute that to, you know, the Bible talks about, you you know, you love your neighbor. You Mm -hmm. you know, you're supposed to love people. And I think that all, it's all together. You know, if if you love somebody, not having them there, you're going to grieve that. Yeah, you can't separate that. No, it's just all linked together. Yeah, it's part of having a relationship. But can we talk about another aspect of this? Kind of like the flip side. I always do the flip side. Sure, yeah. I know we had a family member that, you know, that we loved very much. But as we got older, we grew kind of apart. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of space between. And when he passed, when I first heard that he had passed, my biological grandfather... Um, he lived in another state, you know, um, growing up, we lived in the same area that he did, but then we moved back to Missouri and he stayed where he was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of space, he just got his own family, you know, and, um, married somebody new and it's just, we just grew apart. Like, right. We didn't see him anymore. He never got to meet any of his great grandchildren, any sure. of our kids, yeah. you know, and I took that to heart. And when mm-hmm. I first found out that he had passed I grieved a little bit, mm-hmm. but I didn't shed any tears at his funeral. Sure. And I, f- I carried guilt around for that for a while, thinking I should have grieved or mm-hmm. I should have, but maybe, you know. I should have felt that. But, you know, and I, I went through this when my father died because mm-hmm. of the circumstances of my childhood and being in foster care and having that separation and not really mm-hmm. having him be in in that role of my, in my life. But I felt like when I was going through, when he actually did pass, when he was passing, you know, when he was Mm -hmm. declining and we knew he was going to die, I didn't feel any kind of sorrow or sadness or grief at that time. But in prayer, the Lord revealed to me that I had already grieved losing him. And I was just, I was just thinking about this as you were, as you were speaking that maybe I had grieved, but in in another point or, or right. you know, maybe throughout my life, having that separation, maybe I had, I had grieved in a different kind of way. Yeah. You yeah. know, but I did, I seriously carried guilt for a while after he passed thinking. I didn't feel anything. Or, or, you know, I mean, and this is crazy for me to say, but those, those people at the funeral home probably thought I didn't even love him or probably right. thought, probably thought I didn't yes. care that he passed and that wasn't it at all. Yes. It's, I, it's, I totally get what you're saying yeah. because I felt I completely had the same 
But everybody's going to grieve in a different way. Sure. You know, I mean, not. Sure. And for me, I have grieved before. And yeah. no grief has been the same. I right. have grieved in different ways. Yes. You know. Yes. And I think we all do. And I do think it's a healing process. Mm-hmm. And I also believe it's part of how, you know, journeys that God takes us on, number one, to mature us. Because mm-hmm. the things that we go through, I know for me, the trials and, and you know, the hard times in my life that I've been through you know, now that I'm on the other side of it, have always been used to help someone else that goes through the same thing. Mm -hmm. So I think that it's natural for us to progress through Mm -hmm. grief. And there are people, Mm -hmm. there are people that will get stuck. Yes. In grief. Well, that's why grief is a process. Right. You know, for every process, there is an ending to the process. Right. You have to work through that process to get to the other end. Right. And I've I've counseled many people through in in work and even in ministry. You know, it's okay to not be okay. Just Mm -hmm. don't stay there long. Yeah. Don't get stuck there. Yeah. It's okay to have a bad day. It's Mm -hmm. okay to have days where you just, you know, do not feel like you can Mm -hmm. can go today. You can't do it today. And it's okay to have those days because there is rest mm-hmm. in the Lord. And sometimes yes. we try to fill and be busy and fill mm-hmm. places and we never really grieve. And then at the most inconvenient time mm-hmm. when we don't even know it, those things come to the surface mm-hmm. and then we lash out at people. Right. We um, are unable to like get into another relationship mm-hmm. sometimes. We're not able to let people close to us. And... That's not the natural process of what this journey is supposed to be. We are Mm -hmm. supposed to constantly be going through it and and not staying stuck in a place. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's what's really important. But but at this at one of the funerals this week, I was somebody actually mentioned to me that that Christians don't grieve. And I thought, (laughs) wait a minute. I'm a Christian. Yes, I'm a believer. Yes, and do. I know yeah. very well that I had never felt grief until my sister died. I can't even describe. Right. I mean, I'm talking to physically. Mm-hmm. I, w- I mean, the grief was so heavy mm-hmm. to emotionally. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just, it affected, it affected me. Yeah. But I did had to have to keep going. And I think that if we allow God to heal us and to comfort us. I mean, the Bible says that he is close to to the brokenhearted. So if we allow him to be close, Mm -hmm. it's when we don't allow him to be close that will get us in trouble and get, and keep us in a place of not healing Mm -hmm. and keeping, we can get bitter and angry Mm -hmm. and roots of, of, you know, roots that are very hard to uproot because you cannot, it seems like you can't get out of it. So on the way home from one of the funerals, I was looking at Psalms 23, which we all know that pretty much if you go to a funeral or if you ever get one of those little cards that kind of, that they give you about the person that's passed away, Psalms 23 is like the Mm -hmm, mm go-to funeral passage, you know. And so my favorite translation, obviously, we've said it many times, is the Passion Translation. And the whole Bible hasn't been translated yet but I can't wait for it to but I thought this passage was so reassuring and just so um, uplifting and so I wanted to read it for everybody today it says the Lord is my best friend and my shepherd I always have more than enough he offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love 
His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valleys of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I'll never be lonely for you are near. You become my delicious feast even when my enemies dare to fight. You anoint me with the fragrance of your Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of you until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence to be forever with you. And I think going through grief and conquering grief basically is what this passage says is our testimony Mm. to other people. We know a couple that lost their daughter a few years ago and her mom posted something. I mean, she's, gosh, sometimes Mm. on my worst days, she's the most encouraging. Mm. And she posted something on Facebook just actually, I think maybe today or yesterday. And she, because it's around the anniversary Mm. of her passing. And she said, and God, you are still good. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even in the midst. And I think like that just takes my breath away to even think about her strength Mm -hmm. and how she, because I don't know, like in me right now to think about having to go through what she's been through. Oh, you can't even fathom. You can't even fathom. You can't even fathom what she has been through. But for her to sit back and say, and even still, God, you are Mm -hmm. still good. You Mm -hmm. are good. And I think about the journey that she's been on her her and her husband that she's that they've been on in um, healing mm-hmm. and and going through this journey of grief. You know all the people that come in contact with them, maybe in the I mean in the similar situation because I know that they have turned their sorrow into good and have mm-hmm. poured back into other families and prayed with them. And and when I when I think about it, I just think you know God, you are so good because even in the midst of something so tragic and a loss so huge to a mother and a father you still get all the honor and the glory mm-hmm. for not only their child's life, but even through their lives. Right. And I think that that's what we need to remember that it's not that it's not okay to grieve because I think we should grieve. We mm-hmm. have to heal. If we don't grieve, then mm-hmm. it's just an emptiness that we, right. you know, like I said, it could come up at any time and we just mm-hmm. don't know when. And so I feel like it's just so important to know that God can still be good even in the midst yes. of your grief. Thank you for joining us this week. If you have any questions, please make sure you inbox us. And as always, we just appreciate our listeners and thank you for tuning into the Purple Chair.